Welcome to Gear Vlogs Automotive Podcast, a hybrid call-in talk show where you, the viewer or listener of the Gear Vlogs YouTube channel, can tune in and listen to the latest in automotive news and happenings within the automotive space. I'm Mario Gear. Want to be a part of the show? It's easy. Just call our show voicemail hotline at 805 805- 419-5129 any time of the day of the week before the following Thursday and leave a message or please follow us on the Clubhouse app. Become a member of the Gear Vlogs Gearheads Club on Clubhouse and raise your hand to come on stage and be a part of the community when we go live most nights starting at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. So sit back, relax, and crack open the cold one. Kites launches Tesla Model 3 subscriptions. Kite, the California-based company delivering cars on demand, announced on March 31st the launch of its new Tesla subscription product. The new fleet of premium electric cars will be available in San Francisco and New York City service areas, including Manhattan, Brooklyn, and Jersey City, starting April 15th. The service will eventually be available in all Kite, current 14 markets, according to the announcement. Portland opened in March as part of this new subscription. Tesla Model 3s will be available and will include maintenance, insurance, registration, and roadside assistance. The service provides a meaningful way for customers to get the experience of a Tesla without the hassle and commitment of ownership. Kite will also provide the option to extend subscription flexibility by any time. Being able to expand our fleet, amplify EV adoption is mission critical. We don't want to only be innovators in how we give people access to cars, but we want to be a catalyst for the rapid change going on in transportation industry as a whole, said Eric Sonlecker, director of product at Kite. This rollout is pivotal to our growth strategy and core to our electrification, autonomous, and shared vision. In an email exchange with Auto Rental News, Kite co-founder Ludwig Schonack was bullish in general on EVs. We're heavily leaning in and think that those who that wait and see are missing out on an opportunity to make a dent in an industry that has collectively missed more than one opportunity to adopt, change, and evolve. Kunick confirmed that while Kite is growing its own fleet, a TechCrunch report stated the company plans to increase its fleet to 10,000 units by next year. The company continues to maintain relationships with professional fleet owners to supply the Kite platform. The news follows the company's announcement last week of a significant round of asset-backed credit financing from Goldman Sachs and Aries Global Management of $200 million. In October, Kite raised $30 million in a Series A funding. So what are you guys' thoughts on... A subscription model service of uh, getting a Tesla to try out before you commit to uh, lease. You know, I don't know what their subscription levels are, like 
six months, three months, six months? How long do you need to be behind the wheel of a vehicle before you decide, okay, yeah, I can see myself committing to a two-year lease or making the big hurdle to purchase a vehicle. What are your guys' thoughts? Um, you think you would uh, take advantage of something like this if it's in your area? You know, basically, essentially try before you buy on a Tesla. It seems to be like the end thing right now. And also, you know, it mentions here in the article that it's uh, looking to extend its fleet, 10,000 units, you know, with uh, professional fleet owners. I mean, okay, yeah, there are big companies such as, uh, uh, what, uh, one company in particular I can think of. I'm not sure if they're still in the business model. It's been quite a few years. Uh, GE Capital Fleet, you know, they're, you know, fleet provider, man, man, management system provider. Um, but physically to actually purchase vehicles and lease them out to other companies, uh, uh, if that's a thing. And it brings up another question on the viability for business unit for Tesla, as well as any of the other manufacturers of providing fl- you know, fleet ordering services. I mean, for this exact reason. I mean, yeah, you know, I don't you know, because Tesla doesn't have dealerships. It's order factory direct. So I wonder if Elon Musk has considered offering a fleet option for companies such as this, like Kites, to say, hey, we'll provide you factory direct, you know, X amount. They'll obviously have a commitment of uh, vehicle orders. Tesla can forecast and start producing those vehicles going into the upcoming model year vehicles to provide supply those fleets and moving forward. Personally, I think it would be a a good option. So if anybody out there knows Elon Musk and uh, can pass my contact information on to him, maybe I'd like to uh, get him on as a guest and uh, pick his brain about that. And maybe a few other things of uh, what he's been up to. So, comment down below what you guys think. Tesla tops list of electric vehicles cheapest to run. A new study by Zutubi can reveal that the Tesla Model 3 long-range dual motor is the cheapest EV to run with an estimated cost of $3.29 per 100 miles, despite its upfront cost of $49,990. The study calculated the cost of running over 100 different electric vehicles, revealing the most affordable model and states to run an EV as the U.S. aims to move towards a wider EV adoption. Tesla took two of the top spots with the Model 3 long-range dual motor taking the top spot with over 3,000 miles per $100, followed by the original Tesla Model 3 coming in the second place with 2,894 miles per $100. Hyundai also featured in the top 10 with the Hyundai Ionic Electric coming in at third place with 2,866 miles per $100. The Hyundai Kona Electric 39 kilowatt came in sixth place with 2,800 miles per $100.
Fiat 500E was another popular brand featured in the study. The Fiat 500E hatchback 24 kilowatt hour came in fourth place with 2,826 miles per $100. The Fiat 500E hatch 42 kilowatt hour came in 10th place with 2,753 miles per $100. Nissan Leaf, Peugeot E209, and Vexhal Corsa E all ranked joint 7th place with 2,754 miles per $100. Further findings. The Mercedes E Vito Tour L390 kilowatt hour was found to be the most expensive EV to run with 1,495 miles per $100. Washington and Idaho were found to be the most affordable states to run an EV with an estimated cost of $2.50 per 100 miles. Utah followed closely behind with $2.51 per 100 miles. Hawaii was named the least affordable state to run an EV with an estimated cost of $8.31 per 100 miles, a whopping $5.81 difference to the most affordable state. California followed next with an estimated of $5.81 per 100 miles. Wow. And California mandating that by 2035, no new sales of internal combustion engine vehicles. Sounds like to me, good old Governor Newsom in California needs to uh, address the uh, EV charging situation to make it more affordable. Comment down below what you guys think. New vehicles must average 40 miles per gallon by 2026, up from 28 miles per gallon. New vehicles sold in the U.S. will have an average at least 40 miles per gallon of gasoline in 2026, up from the about 28 miles per gallon under the new federal rule unveiled Friday that undo a rollback of standards enacted under President Donald Trump. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration said its new fuel economy requirements are the strongest to date and the maximum the industry can achieve over the time period. They will reduce gasoline consumption by more than 220 billion gallons over the life of the vehicles compared with the Trump standards. They're expected to decrease carbon dioxide emissions, but not as much as some environmentalists want and raise new vehicle prices in an industry already pressed by inflation and supply chain issues. For current model year standards enacted under Trump required the fleet of new vehicles to get just under 28 miles per gallon in real-world driving. The new requirements increase gas mileage by 8% per year for model years 2024 and 2025 and 10% in the 2026 model year. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, whose department includes 
NT or NHTSA said the rule will rules also will help strengthen national security by making the country less dependent on foreign oil and less vulnerable to volatile gas prices. Gasoline nationwide has spiked to an average of more than $4.22 per gallon, with much of the increase coming since Russia, a major oil producer, invaded Ukraine in late February. Its cost, $2.88 per gallon just a year ago, according to AAA. Gas prices have also helped to fuel inflation to a 40-year high, eating up household budgets and hitting President Joe Biden's approval rating. Transportation is the second largest cost for American families, only behind housing. Buttigieg said the new standards, he said, will help keep the U.S. more secure and preserve the freedom of our country to chart its future without being subject to other countries and to the decisions that are being made in the boardrooms of energy companies. But auto dealers are more stringent requirements to drive up prices and push people out of an already expensive new car market. NHTSA projects that the new rule will raise the price of a new vehicle in the 2029 model year by $1,087. Trump's administration rolled back fuel economy standards, allowing them to raise 1.5% per year, which environmental groups said was inadequate to limit plant warming greenhouse gas emissions that fuel climate change. The standards had been raising about 5% per year previously, but the new standards won't immediately match those adopted throughout the 2025 under President Barack Obama. NHTSA officials said they will equal the Obama standard by 2025 and slightly exceed them for the 2026 model year. The Obama-era standards automatically adjusted for changes in the type of vehicles people are buying when they were enacted in 2012. 51% of new vehicle sales were cars and 49% were SUVs and trucks. Last year, 77% of new vehicle sales were SUVs and trucks, which generally are less efficient than cars. Some environmentalist groups said the new requirements from the NHTSA under Biden don't go far enough to fight global warming. Others supported the new standard as a big step towards reducing emissions, with the American Lung Association calling for even stronger standards to drive a transition to in all vehicles having zero emissions by 2035. Climate change has gotten worse, gotten much worse, but these rules only require automakers to reduce gas guzzling slightly more than they agreed to cut nine years ago, said Dan Becker, director of the Safe Climate Transport Center at the Center of Biological Diversity. Officials said under the new standards, owners would save about $1,400 in gasoline costs during the lifetime of a 2029 model year vehicle. 
carbon dioxide emissions would drop by 2.5 billion metric tons by 2050 under the standards of the NHTSA said. Automakers are investing billions of dollars to develop and build electric vehicles, but say government supply is needed to get people to buy them. The companies want government tax credits to reduce prices, as well as more money for EV charging stations to ease anxiety over running out of juice. John Bozella, CEO of Alliance for Automotive Innovation, a large industry trade group, said increased regulations will require supportive government policies. Regulators should consider safety, consumer buying preference, improved fuel economy, and the transition to electric vehicles, he said in a statement. NHTSA set fuel economy requirements while the Environmental Protection Agency develops limits on greenhouse emissions. NHTSA officials said their requirements nearly match rules adopted in December by the EPA so automakers don't have to comply with two rules. Okay. Uh, What are your thoughts? You think they're still rushing this into our throats? Do you think it's going to affect you guys of being able to buy a new car or a place of car that's getting long in its legs because of the cost you've been holding off on acquiring it? And what about the lack of, uh, like they said in the article, there's not enough charging stations to go around for that's going to meet the demands that they're trying to uh, impose. And I could go off on, you know, the how about the Paris Climate Accords and how Trump walked away from it and now Biden wants to get back into it. Now, the issue that I have about those Climate Accords is what about the worst offenders in the Climate Accords? Why do they get a pass to uh, hold off on making the immediate changes? We've already demonstrated that we've already been addressing the issue, reducing our gases from what it was. And yet you have China and India and Russia, biggest polluters. Why do they get a pass or delay pass? I should, I should say, you know, they say, oh, methane is a cause of uh, greenhouse gases. Then why aren't you addressing India, who has the largest population of cows in their country creating methane? So let's see. How about that? Let's uh, enact a uh, cow population reduction in India. You know, transport them out, you know, the uh, cows to other countries that could probably benefit from uh, the cows and the milk production and beef production. Since we all know that, I'm sorry to say, cows are sacred to them in India. That are started uh, importing Beano to uh, India for the cows and put in their feed so they don't uh, flatulate themselves to uh, extinction. But sorry for my rant. Comment down below what you guys think. Ford recalls 737,000 U.S. vehicles over software and fire risk issues. Issues. Ford is recalling 3,000 or 345,451 of its 
2020-2022 Ford Escape and 2021-2022 Ford Bronco Sport vehicles with the 1.5 liter because the engine oil separator housing could crack and develop an oil leak that can cause a fire. Ford Motor Company is recalling 737,000 vehicles in the U.S. over a part that could develop an oil leak and a software error that could hinder braking. The automaker on Friday said it is recalling 345,451 of its 2020-2022 Ford Escapes and 2021-2022 Ford Bronco Sport vehicles with the 1.5 liter engine because the engine oil separator housing could crack and develop an oil leak that would cause a fire. Ford said it has reports of at least eight fires that may have been related to the issue, but no related injuries or crashes. Dealers will inspect the oil separator for damage or oil leaks and replace the oil separator and seals as necessary. Ford is also recalling 391,836 2021 and 2022 F-150s, 2022 Ford Maverick, Expedition, Lincoln Navigator, F-250, F-350, F-450, and F-550 vehicles because a tow trailer equipped with an electric or electric over hydraulic braking system might not break. Dealers will update the integrated trailer brake control module software. Ford has 67 reports of improper function potentially related to the issue, but no reports of crashes or industries related to the recall. So if you're one of these uh, owners of one of these particular vehicles, I suggest contact your local Ford dealership. Give them, speak with a service advisor. Give them your VIN of your vehicle and see if uh, your vehicle falls within this particular recall campaign. And if so, see about scheduling how soon you can get your vehicle in for the recall inspection and uh, corrections.